All right, what is up, guys? And welcome to a new episode of the Real Fitness Show. You guys know it's the only show where we talk about what fitness really is, how you should use it, and how it can really, really improve your life. In this show, we're focused on giving you actionable steps and knowledge so you can master the three fundamentals of fitness, exercise, nutrition, and mindset. And to do so today, I have the privilege to introduce you to my friend and colleague, Islan Ali. Islan is a uh, certified personal trainer and nutritionist. This is something that you will learn if you follow him on social media. And he's specialized in helping men losing fat at home without any equipment at all. And he's using a really special method that he's going to be sharing with us today in the show. So Islan, brother, I'm so happy to have you in the podcast with us today. Really nice to be here. Thank you for having me, Eric. Of course. Um, and before we dive in, I want to remind you guys that this is a free podcast, but there's a couple of ways how you guys can help us. Um, first of all, if you enjoy the podcast, the episode, you can go ahead and leave a review and a five-star rating if you believe this is worthy of it. And secondly, you can also share it with your social media or with someone who will benefit from listening to this conversation. To do so, it's pretty simple. You just um, go to the share icon on every podcast platform that you're listening at, and that will allow you to share it with whatever platform that you're perfect. So with that being said, Ursuline, I know you have an intriguing uh, fitness journey because I know you weren't always a big fan of, you know, home workouts and bodyweight workouts. So, so tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So actually, um, I started off, I used to weigh over 215 pounds. I was not very healthy. Um, straight out of college, I was working in finance. But during that time, my mom was sadly diagnosed with stage three breast cancer. And mm -hmm. because of that whole experience, uh, I began to learn a lot about health and nutrition and just seeing the impact that like health and nutrition had on my mom really motivated me to take control of my own health. So that's when I hired my first coach and I lost 40 pounds in just under five months. And then uh, pretty much from there, after my mom passed away, I decided to leave finance and jump into fitness. Um, but yeah, that, that's how I started. And I worked at Equinox. Uh, I worked at uh, several different gyms. And one thing I found was that I was training my clients in a very different way than my coach trained me and in a very different way than I got my results. So one thing that really stood out to me was when I was going to the gym, I wasn't using any of the equipment with my coach. We were literally only doing body weight movements. So actually, I am a, in favor of body weight movements. But what ended up happening was everything through the education I learned through all the gyms I trained at, they taught me that you need to use weight training and all this stuff. And what I found was even though my clients really enjoyed training with me, they weren't getting any noticeable results. So that's when I made the switch in that these clients, the reason they're not getting the results is because I'm not training them the way that I was trained. So what I began doing with them is fast hit training. And when I began doing that with them, we literally only targeted fat loss. And then that's when the results were like 10 pounds in a month, you know, and any 30, 40 pound drops within 90 days, sustainably, you know, all without equipment. And, uh, after the pandemic hit, I began doing this online. And then I realized like, if you just remove the gym element and the equipment element out of it, you won't even need anything. You just, all you need is your body weight. That's the only resistance that you need in order to get the body that you want. 
Mm-hmm. No, that's that's really really interesting because the the majority of the people in the fitness industry are all big gym believers. I mean, they they all think that the barbell is the way to go, the the dumbbells are the way to go, and that the gym environment is what actually is going to make you uh, move forward. But what you're telling us is that you don't actually need that. But if that's the case, it's like what what's the difference like? Why do we see professionals like bodybuilders and and powerlifters, all of these people, do use gyms, right? So what what is your problem with people trying to take the same approach? I love that you asked that. It's something I talk about all the time, which is that the gyms are designed for Olympic lifters. The gyms are designed for powerlifters. The gyms are designed for bodybuilders. The gym's not designed for anyone that has anywhere from 20, 30, or 40 plus pounds to lose for anyone that's over 200 pounds and is looking to lose weight. Because the reason why is one thing I found after doing hundreds of assessments on my clients is that a lot of people have more muscle on their body than probably you and I. But the problem is we're not able to see that because it's also covered with more fat than we have. So if we just focus on removing the fat while maintaining the muscle, that's how you get that nice washboard, you know, flat, flatly, uh, flatly defined stomach and look good on the beach. The reason why bodybuilders are able to look like that is because they put an unnatural amount of stress on their body and then they match that by taking an unnatural amount of supplements and an unnatural amount of recovery through certain things that are even illegal, right? Mm-hmm. And that's how these people get their physiques. Mm-hmm. So what, what you're trying to say here is that the human, the human body is actually not designed to, to use all the equipment in the game. Is that, is that right? That's 100% right. The human body is not designed to use the unnatural amount of equipment that's at the gym. And the, 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 the stress that the barbells, the machines, the, even the cardio equipment places on your body is not natural. And it takes an unnatural amount of recovery for you to actually recover from it properly. That's why you see a lot of guys taking steroids, human growth hormone, all of these things that leave you actually way unhealthier. Think of that, um, that, that actor. Um, I, I, I'm forgetting his name right now, but uh, the Black Panther, he was mm-hmm. in a phenomenal shape, right? But you could be fit, but not healthy. There's there a difference. Go. So mm-hmm. that's, what you want to differentiate. You want to ask yourself like, do I want to look like a bodybuilder? Do I want to look like a power lifter? Do I want to have an enlarged heart or stomach? Right? Cause that's what it takes to look like these guys. Or mm-hmm. do you want to just look nice, defined toned and have a healthy body as well as look fit? Yeah. So one thing that I think our audience needs to understand is that, um, all these bodybuilders and, and, and powerless competitors, they're not, not, I mean, those bodies are not natural in, yeah. in the way that maybe there's obviously, there's obviously natural competitors that don't need to use estrus or anything like that, but your natural state of the body, it's surviving, right? That's why, Absolutely. that's why yeah. if, if you don't do anything, we leave comfort, comfort life. That's why we get fat. And that's why we get all this overweight because our bodies is preventing yourself from the possibility of something bad happening and you going into hunger. So um, there's something super different between being super strong and, and super ripped and being healthy. And I get the sense that 
what you're trying what you're trying to achieve with your clients is more on the healthy side of things than on the aesthetic side of things. Yeah, it's kind of both. Um, you know, what I'm trying to show my clients is that um, if you don't want to look like a bodybuilder, then like my program is going to help you because it's mm -hmm. not only going to get you fit and in the best physical shape of your life, but mm -hmm. it's also going to help you be healthy, which is also a good benefit, right? Being healthy is the benefit of actually looking fit with my program. Mm -hmm. It's the opposite with the bodybuilders. They might look good, but they're not healthy. Right. There and, and do you really want to look like a bodybuilder where you're, where you're like shoulder is bigger than like most people's body? Like, do you really mm -hmm. want to look like that? You got to ask yourself, or do you want to just look really good at the beach? If you take your shirt off, do you want to look really good in front of the mirror naked? If you want to look good in the bedroom, right? So like, that's what I help people do. Look good, feel confident in their body, look good in front of the mirror, look in with their partners and look good on the beach. Yeah. And, and the good thing, the good thing about that approach is that many people, when they're trying to lose weight and when, they, when they're going into your fitness journey, uh, the first thing that they do and that we all do is that I go into YouTube and I, and I search, how do I get fit? And, and the first videos that come out are just massive bodybuilders telling you what to do. And it's going to be, you need to eat this, this, and this, and you need to do these many workouts and you need to do these many exercises. And what many people don't realize is that that's what's necessary for achieving that level, which is beyond what's healthy in most of the times. Like what most people don't realize is that when, when a bodybuilder uh, ends a competition, most of the time they go by a rebound phase where they feel super, super bad because all of the restrictions and all of that. And that has its place, which is bodybuilder competitions. But yeah. 99.9% .9 of the people doesn't need to go to that extreme. So in your, in your programming with your clients, how do you, how do you achieve a method that is sustainable? Because all of this is just something that you do to achieve an outcome, pose for a competition, and then get back to where you were. But right here, we're talking about looking good at the beach and being healthy. 375 days per, per year. So Absolutely. Absolutely. So what's, what's the approach that people should be taking when they say, okay, I want to start my, my, my follow journey. I want to look good at the beach, but I want to be healthy also. Yeah. I, I love that you said that because a lot of people don't realize what it takes to look like that on stage. These bodybuilders are literally dying. They're like, they're in super unhealthy, low amount of body fat percentage. Like they're absolutely just their metabolism are destroyed and they rebound like you said so what it takes to sustainably lose fat and stay there and have a transformation that doesn't yo-yo is fast hit training that's what i do with all my clients and that's where you can lose anywhere from five to ten pounds per month sustainably so you might think to yourself like that's not a lot of weight 10 pounds a month that's not a lot of weight to lose per month but then you got to ask yourself like if you've done keto, you might lose 10 pounds in a week. But are you at your fitness goal yet? The, pro the answer is probably not. That's because keto, paleo, all these diets are not sustainable. You end up losing muscle. You end up losing water weight. You don't actually lose fat. And you end up wrecking your metabolism. So what most people need to do, what I do with my clients is fast hit training. Just a few times a week, 30 minutes each. All you need, all at home, no equipment. That's great. That's great. So for, 
first of all, we we're not saying that um, having a bodybuilder goal is something bad per se. Okay, that's a different goal. I'm just saying, Absolutely. like, we're just saying Absolutely. that you need to know what you're looking for. Okay, realize what you're actually looking for, and at that moment, say, okay, what's the best way to do it? Okay, one of the things that I know you do with your clients and that I get a lot when I talk with people who are starting their, their follow journey is that whenever they go on YouTube and see all these videos and see everything that's required to do is that, okay, this is super complicated. It is super time consuming. Um, I don't, I don't really have time for this, right? I'm, I'm busy. I, I have my job. I have my kids. I have to study, whatever. I don't have time to work out five times per week. So what is the solution to this that you're, using with your clients right now. I love that you said that. So um, there's a couple of things. So number one is most people don't have a time problem. They have an energy problem. So mm. here's what I mean by that. Say you wake up at 7 a.m., you go to work 9, you work until 5, you come home, you're exhausted. So now you're exhausted. You don't want to do anything. Maybe you watch Netflix and do something with your partner for a little bit and then you go to sleep around 11 o'clock. And then you do the same thing again. So it's not that you don't have time. Even if you're working 12 hours a day, say you work from eight to eight and you get home at 10 o'clock at night and you go to sleep, you wake up at seven. It's not that you don't have time. It's that you don't have the energy to do what you want in the exact. So think about it this way. Say, say you, as you are, you spend eight hours to do your work. It takes you eight hours to get a full days of work done. But say me, instead of going to work I exercise in the morning for 30 minutes. I wake up 30 minutes earlier. I sacrifice sleep. I wake up 30 minutes earlier. I do my fast at training. Now, our bodies are like windmills. And this is the second point I want to make. If you want to generate energy, you got to spin that windmill very fast. And that's what fast hit training does. It gets those heart rate levels up there where you need to be in order to not only burn fat, but generate energy. So now the same work that would take you eight hours might take you six hours to complete because you're that much more efficient. You're more energized. You have more energy to give into your work. So you get a lot more done in shorter amount of time. So you see how your energy determines how your time is used. So if you don't exercise, what ends up happening is you end up feeling tired because like I said, our bodies are like windmills. Unless you use them, they don't generate energy. You need to use your body in a high intense manner for it to generate energy. And when you begin to generate energy, that's when you can do all the things that you don't have time, quote unquote, to do. It's really just an energy problem because you can't really manage time, right? Time is there. You either schedule your time or you just don't have the energy to do what you want. Mm -hmm. No, that's, that's, I mean, I'm 100% um, agree with you. I think, I think many people, um, just just think that has this idea that man i don't have time like i don't know how many other people do it they have more time than i do like we all know we all have we all get to have the same time and and i love how you point out that exercise it, it doesn't it doesn't only affect your health quote-unquote health and your physical appearance it goes way beyond that it, it affects your energy levels it affects your productivity it affects your mood it affects the way your relation you you have relationship with others so absolutely um, absolutely in fact all high performers all students that do really well there's a direct correlation of those people 
exercising and having physical activity in their day to day. And, and there's a direct correlation of how well they do based on the level of exercise and intensity that they reach on a day to day basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Use, use as an, as a, as a little way to, to prove that. I don't know if you guys have this in, in the United States, but here in Spain, when you, when you end up your, your medical career, um, you need to take like a, a big test to, to know if you, if you are a doctor or not. Right. And, right. and people normally, people normally take like one year, one full year only to study for that test. And they go to different, um, places where they teach them how to do it. Um, what they do is they basically study for like 14 hours per day. Okay. This is just like, like massive amount of hours per day. Like pretty much every single moment they're awake, they're studying except from 45 minutes that they have to exercise. And what, when I, when I learned this, it was like, man, they make, this makes so much sense because yeah, you're not gonna, you're gonna quote unquote lose that time of being productive doing other things. But that time is not lost, it's invested, okay? When you, when you invest time on your health, on your activity levels, as you say, you're going to increase your energy and that's going to make you way more productive. And the thing is that many people think that the amount of time that you need to invest is humongous, right? You need, many people think that the, the longer the workout, the better the workout. But your system, is not, it doesn't take a lot of time, right? Absolutely. It's 30 minutes, three times a week. It's an hour and a half per week. That's, that's, I mean, I can, I can start pointing out many different things that we take way more time to do during our, during our week. Like, I don't know. I don't know if any person who's listening to this podcast right now spends less than 90 minutes per week on social media or exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's just, it's just a matter of priorities. And, And I think for this specific thing, Time should never be a problem. Um, one other thing that I want to that I want to touch on with you is that on top of the exercise and the workouts being short, because you don't you don't really need that much uh, workout if your goal is to lose fat. Um, there's also a lot of confusion out there on what to do. Like what? Okay, I'm investing this time in in myself, but I don't really know. What should I invest on? So what would be your go-to workout style or what, what should be like, like a couple of things that people can start doing today? Say, okay, I want to start doing it today. What do I do? I dedicate 30 minutes. What do I do during these 30 minutes? Okay. So you'll do it in a high intensity manner. And the exercise selection sounds really simplistic. Like I have my clients, one of my clients lost 40 pounds in 90 days. All she did was jumping jacks. That's it. That's it. 90 90 minutes per week. That's it. That's it. But it's not about the exercise. It's about how you do it. Mm -hmm. So that's what I want to recommend to people. Do things like running in place. Do things like jumping jacks. If you're a little bit more advanced, maybe do things like mountain climbers or burpees. But that's about all you need. It's that simplicity. Mm -hmm. So... So for, for people who are listening to this, what's the difference between um, doing jumping jacks or, or mountain climbers or running into a place and just actually going for a jog? Like why, why going for a jog kind of cardio, normal cardio, and doing these kind of high-intensity cardio? Like what's the difference? So 
like with fast hit training, what ends up happening is you, you need to understand something about cardio. Cardio is good at burning calories. It's not good at burning fat. And, and here's what I mean by that. Even if you put on like a, I'm wearing an Apple watch. If you put on your fitness watch and you go on for a jog, I guarantee you, your heart rate level will never go above 120 ever. Mm -hmm. And for your body to burn fat, your body needs to get your heart rate levels into 140s, into those 150s, right? And you can only get there if you're doing something that's challenging enough for your body, like fast hit training. Okay, yeah. Like, that's what, that's what I get. A lot of people are like, yeah, I've been, I started to go off for a run and I did lose some, some fat at the beginning, but I'm plateau right now. Like, it doesn't matter how long I run. I'm, I'm just not going. And this is just because, as you said, like if you are not boosting your heart rate up, your body is going to be like chilling, right? When, whenever you start running, whenever you start running, after maybe 10 minutes, your body is used to that level of activity. That's the good thing about the, the, the training that you do, that you're constantly boosting up the activity levels and you're constantly boosting up the heart rate and you're playing with that, right? Absolutely. In fact, um, the thing with cardio and jogging is that, like I said, if there's no reason for your body to change, it's not going to change. And mm -hmm. the thing with fast hit training is it never gets easy. The better you get at it, the harder you can work. So your heart rate levels never drop below those 140s, 150s. You continuously burn fat. And the reward for climbing the mountain is just a bigger mountain to climb. There you go. Yeah, that's true. That's one of, one of the things that I really love about that is that you can have literally the same workout for a person who's doing the work, a workout for the first time and for someone who's been working out for 10 years. Absolutely. Like, literally the same workout because Absolutely. it's all, it's all going to be about intensity, right? The, the guy who's starting off today is not going to be able, like, like maybe let's say that you have to do jumping jacks for a minute straight. A guy who's starting out today is going to be able to do, let's say, what, 20? A guy who's been working out for, for 10 years is going to be able to do 60. And, and then he's going to be able to do 61. And getting to that 63 is going to be such a struggle that you can continue to build up on that, right? Absolutely. I love that you said that. It's perfect. So, okay. So you, for, for everyone to, to – so now we have a couple ideas that we can start using right now, okay? You, you guys know this, this is all about actionable steps for you to, to start using today. But um, one, of the, one of the questions that kind of came up during our, our conversation that you touched on it, and I want to I wanna dig a little bit deeper into that, like that's the exercise part. What about what we put into our mouth? Like is that as important? Is that more, less important? How do we approach that? We know that exercise is not the only part of the equation, right? Yep. Absolutely. So yeah, that's a great question. So what I personally do with my clients is that I give them a done for you meal plan. That's very simple with plenty of food swaps. So they don't feel bored. Um, mm -hmm. but it's straight to the point, you know, this many calories for your body. And if you eat this, you're going to lose weight. It's that simple. Um, so like one thing that I recommend though, is that if you're a beginner and that's kind of a little bit too much for you all at once, what I'd recommend is simply keeping a food journal, just log what you're eating, when you're eating it and how you're feeling when you're eating it. Like, are you bored? And then you grab a snack or are you feeling, you know, emotional and then you go eat like just 
get a little bit more awareness around when you're eating, why you're eating, what you're eating, and that alone will help you with your nutrition. But once you get a hang of that, then the meal plan, following something systematic where there are constants and then you can change the variables, that's going to help you because it's kind of like a science experiment, right? Mm -hmm. If you keep changing all the variables and you have too much variety, you won't know what's moving the needle for you in your weight loss. You need to have things in a constant environment. That way you can change one variable and see what's working. Yeah, that's the difference between guesswork and knowing what's going on. Because if you're just trial and error and you're just trying to find that thing, even when you hit it, you're not going to know how you did it. So if you ever fall off track, you're not going to be, you're going to have to go through the entire process of figuring out what's going on again. But it's, as you say, you're a little bit more methodical. You keep a food journal. You, you keep track of your exercises. You even, you can even go in, hire a coach who has all of these figured out already. And as you said, give you a done for you meal plan. So you don't have to like have any guesswork. Like having those systems in place are going to make sure that even if you fall off track, which is something that is acceptable, okay? Everyone falls off track from time to time. The important thing is to get back on track. But the thing is that if you don't have these systems in place, when you fall off track, it's going to be that much harder to get back on track. While if you have the systems in place, it's just going to be instant, okay? Fall off track. This is what I need to do to get back on track. I do it. I'm back on track. Yep, absolutely. All right. Well, Earthland, I think this was a really, really insightful conversation. Um, I just, I just want to wrap up and, and give us um, to, to our audience like a couple, three actionable steps that they can start doing today. So if someone is starting their final loss journey today, what are the, the three most important things that they need to do on top of everything that we talked today for them to be successful? Okay. So number one, uh, I, that's a great question. So I'll, I'll kind of hit on all three points of your health and fitness. Number one is with your exercise, you don't need to start with a lot. I'd say three times a week, 30 minutes each, but here's the kicker. You want to ritualize your exercise. And what I mean by that is a ritual is something that you do every single day, no matter what at the exact same time versus a habit is something that kind of happens to you. Like if you're watching Netflix, you have the habit of eating popcorn, but you only eat popcorn when you watch Netflix. You could mm-hmm. go a week without watching Netflix, but a ritual is something that you do every single day. So I'd mm-hmm. recommend that you ritualize your exercise, number one. The next thing is for nutrition, which is I'd recommend one of two things. Number one is if you're a beginner, begin food journaling daily. Write down the exact times you eat, when you eat, why you eat, and what you're eating. And then from there, also try to ritualize your nutrition. Try to eat at the exact same times every single day and space out your meal time so that you don't have cravings at night. And then the last thing I'd say is more about mindset. None of the strategies work if your mind's not in the right place. So what I'd recommend is have someone that can give you accountability who is an expert. So I'd recommend hiring a coach because it's kind of like going to school. You don't teach yourself the alphabet. You don't teach yourself the math, you know, the mathematical equations. You learn that from people that already know it. 
And because they have the systems and formula, you learn it really easily. We're never taught in school about health and fitness, about nutrition and exercise, about accountability. So if you have someone like a coach that has the blueprint and roadmap already done for you, you just need to follow that and you'll learn along the way and then you will get into the literally best shape you've ever been if you're following everything I just said, those three things. And that's, that's super good. So just wrapping up, ritual, uh, make, make your um, exercise a ritual, not a habit, strategies in place when it comes to nutrition, daily tracking, um, spacing foods and all, meals and all of that. And finally, knowledge, getting knowledge, getting, getting someone who knows more than you to help you out, to help you accountable to all of that. Islam, yeah. brother, it was, it was so, so good. Let me let my audience know where they can go and learn more about you, connect with you, get inside your world. Yeah, it was, it was awesome, man. Appreciate it, Eric. Um, so my, uh, my, I'm on Facebook. It's Urslan Ali. Feel free to add me. It's I-R-S-L-A-N-A-L-I, yeah. Urslan Ali on Facebook. Uh, you'll, you'll know me. I'll leave, me. It. I'll leave yeah. it on the, on the description for them to see it. Perfect. Awesome, man. Appreciate you. Okay, well, guys, as I said before, this is a free, a free podcast. Um, as always, if you find this insightful and you think this can help someone, um, please go out and, and share with them. And we can spread the word of real fitness with many people. And again, Ursuline, thank you so much for coming on, into the show. This was a pleasure to have you in. And everyone else, I'll see you in the next episode next week. Pleasure being here, man. Thank you, guys.